Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and we are back at it, back at it, back at it again. I'm back at it again, man. <laughs> I am back at it again, and boy, do we have quite a bit to talk about. There's been a lot that's going on with the New York Jets. Uh, listen, we've got to discuss this Jets schedule, okay? It's been released. We're going to be talking about that. There's a lot of people... Uh, you know, <laughs> feeling a certain way. We've also heard some media personalities uh, come out and talk about how they think the Jets are going to stink. Uh, there's been some Jets fans that have also come out, and, you know, some have pushed positively towards the Jets, and they're excited, but there's also some Jets fans that are thinking, you know, doom and gloom. You know, so we're going to be discussing that. We're also going to be discussing uh, K1 Alexander, Larry Ogunjobi as well. Uh, there's a lot of talk about the Jets' roster moves. We're also going to be talking about the New York Jets' expectation for their coaches, okay? You know, can the New York Jets take a step forward coaching-wise as well? You know, so we're going to be discussing that. We've got a lot of young players to talk about as well tonight. So listen, before we get into it all, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Listen, your boy's also on iTunes. You know what I'm saying? Your boy's on iTunes. All right? Go on iTunes, search The Long Beach Joe Show, all right? Subscribe to that. Leave me some feedback. Let me know what you folks think about what I'm doing here. Give me a five-star rating. You know what I'm saying? I want to thank everybody that does that as well and has done it. Uh, I see you folks out there. Salute to you. You know what I'm saying? Also as well, your boy, if you want to see me live, if you want to see this face, okay, I'm handsome. What can I say? You know what I'm saying? There's nothing else I can say. If you want to see this face, if you want to see the show stream live, come on over to my YouTube, all right? Go to YouTube, type in the type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets, okay? You type that in, and then guess what? That'll take you to my page. Subscribe there. Hit the notification bell. So when I post content, y'all folks will be in the know. Come on over there. Check us out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like I said, we do live shows. I also put up content as well. Uh, talking about the team. We also game from time to time. So come on by, subscribe to the YouTube channel, you know, come on and check your boy out. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I love interacting with people. That's what I do. Also, if you go across any of those social media platforms, my link tree is everywhere in there. You know what I mean? My link tree has a link to all of my content, especially my Discord. Discord mod, salutes, all right? Go on in my link tree across my social media platforms everywhere, it's all in the, the, the uh, description of my videos as well. Go on in there and join the Discord. We have a lot of fun. We do a lot of fun stuff. We talk a lot of trash to each other, and we tell a lot of jokes. You know what I'm saying? That's what we do. So, listen, it's a lot to discuss here. Salutes to all the savages as well. Nathan Colgrove, Rev, salutes to you too. Good to see y'all in here. Good to see all the savages up in here. Salutes to everybody. Now, listen, there's a lot to discuss, man, a lot to discuss. And... I want to start with this with the Jets schedule release, okay? As we all know, there was a, you know, pretty big event that comes out every single year once the schedule gets released. Everybody sits down and starts to discuss what's going on here and 
the Jets schedule got released, and let me tell you something, it's a tough schedule. It truly, truly is a tough schedule when you look at it, um, especially if the team, you know, continue their trajectory as it stands up now. But the reason why I'm excited about this schedule and the reason why I'm excited about it being tough is because it's a test. It's a test of, you know, it's a test of seeing where the New York Jets stand. Who are we? We've made so many moves this offseason we've been excited about, whether it be Lakeland Tomlinson or Whitehead or C.J. Uzama or, you know, Tyler Conklin or, you know, drafting Brees Hall or getting Jermaine Johnson or drafting Garrett Wilson. We've done so many good things this offseason, right? I, I, I could sit here for a million years and mention all the great things that we've done. But we cannot run around and pump our chest out and talk about how great a job Joe Douglas has done and everything's looking up and the Jets, it's our time without it actually being tested live. We have to go against other teams, especially when we're talking about us wanting to ascend in this league. One of the big things that we talked about this offseason, right, with all the acquisitions that were made, with all the moves that were done, was that, you know what, the Jets, it's our time now. We're going to take a step forward. Well, to do that, we have to beat teams. We have to compete with the level of these teams, right, that are constantly competing. And our schedule is full of those. Our schedule is also full of a lot of really good quarterbacks as well, which is going to test us too. I'm excited about this schedule. I know that there's a lot of Jets fans that aren't excited at all. (laughs) But I am, okay? I am. And it's time for us to go up against these teams and figure out what we got. What do we bring to the table? It's time for us to go out and prove all of this chest beating that we've been doing all offseason. Time for us to show the rest of the league why we're excited. First off, um, when you look at our schedule, some of the things that really stick out to me, and I'm just going to mention a couple because the lines are hot. When you look at the schedule, week one, it starts off off the bat. Of course, that's going to be on 9-11. You look at the situation week one with the Ravens, that's who we're playing. All right? We're playing the Ravens. That's our season opener, and we're immediately going up against Lamar Jackson. We're going up against Lamar Jackson, one of the guys that's a premier quarterback in this league. Here's a guy that the last time we played him, you know, he got the best of us. But we're different now. We're tooled up. We've got a lot of different players on this team now. We believe we solved a lot of issues, and it's time for us to go up against some of the best. And he's some of the best. This team is some of the best. They're also very well coached. So we're going to be tested there as well. They also have a very good defense. So right off the gate, we're faced up against a very tough team. Week two, we go against the Browns. There's some questions there. Deshaun Watson, will he be suspended? Will he not be suspended? What's going on there? Let's say he's not suspended. You're going up against Deshaun Watson, which the last time we saw this guy, he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league too. He's also a guy that can move. They got weapons out there with the Browns as well. You know, <laughs> the cupboard's not there there. They got some guys that, they, that he can get the ball to immediately. So we're going to be tested again week two. We're going to be playing at Cleveland. Then we turn around, we come home, we got the Bengals. Boy, week three, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. They're coming off of a Super Bowl trip. This is going to be another big test. Anybody remember on their runs, their run to the Super Bowl that season, all the teams that they played, we played them. People said we were going to get smoked. People said we were going to get destroyed. We didn't. <laughs> we actually beat them. Played extremely well. Our defense played well. Well, here they're coming back. They're coming off of a Super Bowl loss. They want to prove to people that not only was that Super Bowl run not a fluke, 
but they want to prove to people, hey, we're going to get there again. They're a young team that's got a lot of weapons. Of course, Joe Burrow's one of the best in the league as well at QB. I mean, come on. We watch him. You know what I'm saying? They've also got big weapons. Jamar Chase, one of the best young wide receivers in the league. Man, one of the best wide receivers in the league, period. And here we go again, faced up. That's week three. That's week three. The NFL's not going to show you any mercy. Either you get out there and prove who you are, or you're going to get stomped in the dirt. Week four, we go to, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're playing at Pittsburgh. Najee Harris, he'll be waiting on us. Anybody remember last year we were getting ran all over? Ranked near the bottom of the league against rushing? They're going to be testing that. They're also well-coached as well. Mike Tomlin. You notice something? All the teams that I'm talking about, hey, well-coached teams. We're going to be tested with our coaching as well, and we'll be talking about that tonight. Week five, we finally play the Dolphins. Got Tyreek Hill in the building. There's been a lot of discussion, a lot of, a lot of discourse between Jets and Dolphins fans, a lot of talk going back and forth, a lot of people having a lot to say. Let me tell you something. They're not going to show us any mercy, all right? <laughs> they're not. They're going to want to see us, you know, get our heads stomped in. We've got to be prepared. That's the in-division stuff. We've got to make sure that we dominate the division this year. If we want to make the playoffs or if we want to be considered to be in the, in the running to make the playoffs, we must beat our teams in our division. We must beat the teams in our division. Starts with the Dolphins. Then you look at week six, we've got the Packers. Of course, you're going against Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest ever. And as the season just continues to go on and unfold, you look at our situation with our bye week. It's week 10. To me, that's a blessing. Why is it a blessing? you got a late bye. It allows you to heal up all the things that's been going on throughout the season. You get a, a late bye, and then you can continue on. That's big for us. So I like that our bye week is week 10. Then straight out of the bye week, we play New England. Mac Jones, Bilicek, they're going to be trying to make their run again. They're going to be a team that's going to try to push to make the playoffs as well. They're always tough. We know every single season people try to count them out, and guess what? They find a way to squirm into different situations. You got the Vikings week 13. We'll be playing in Minnesota. Kirk Cousins, you know, Justin Jefferson, one of the best young wide receivers in the league, Thielen, all these guys, they got a tough defense as well. We're going to be tested. But the one thing that kind of annoys me, and I want to hear from you folks tonight, we only have one primetime game. We only got one. I mean, I mean, listen, I understand we haven't been the best team, but one primetime game, and it's against the Jaguars, week 16. Of course, that's going to be a big game for us as well. Trevor Lawrence and all the hoopla that surrounded him when he was supposed to come out. So there's a lot to discuss. A lot to discuss, but I'll tell you what, this schedule to me is a big test. We're going to see where the Jets stand, and I'm excited about it. I truly, truly am. So we're going to be talking about that tonight as well. We'll also be talking about the Jets coaching staff, where they think, where I, or where you believe they'll have the New York Jets. Because a lot of people talk about all the acquisitions of players and stuff like that, and that's wonderful. But we also need to be discussing about the coaching staff and the coaching because coaching is huge in this league, right? We see it in our own division. We see it. We see it year in and year out with the Patriots. Belichick and his coaching staff is able to consistently put that team in positions to be winners. We've seen them build 
dynasties off of coaching. We've seen them win Super Bowls off of coaching. They've dominated our division, being able to outcoach multiple people. We've seen it. We've also seen other teams step up and become way better in our division as well because of coaching. Anybody remember this guy, uh, Josh Allen? Called him a glorified running back for years, said he was a bum, and he was. Throwing interceptions left and right, all kinds of stuff. Got with the coaches. McDermott and all the guys that had him out there, offensive coordinator, they put things together, got this guy in the offseason, really continued to work with him throughout the offseason. Guess what? He turned into an MVP candidate, and the Bills are a different football team with him now. They gave him weapons, and guess what? They're at the top of our division. And if you ask Josh Allen what was the biggest thing that helped him continue to move forward, coaching. They worked on his mechanics. They worked on his release. Different quarterback. <laughs> He's a different quarterback, and he is bringing it to everybody. So we're going to be discussing that. We'll also be talking about K1 Alexander, Larry Ogunjobi. Are the New York Jets going to get these guys signed? I want to talk about what they can bring to the table as well. So call in 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I am taking all callers. Salutes to all the savages in the chat. Tyrone Nichols, Sean Bennett. Nathan Colgrove, Rev again, Venom G, salutes to all of y'all, man. We're about to get to these lines. The lines are hot. We got a lot to discuss, people. So first caller, I'm going to 209. 209, you look like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from, and give me your thoughts on the New York Jets schedule, man. What team are you looking forward to? You know, what game are you looking forward to the most in this upcoming schedule? My name? This is... I bring the chaos, baby. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, everybody. Okay? Hold on. This is NFL, Jeremy. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Savage. Jeremy, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in. Give me your thoughts about this schedule, man. How are you feeling about it? What game are you the most excited to see the New York Jets play this year? Um, well, game one, man, because I want to see these guys in uniform for the first time. I just can't wait to see this team suited up with these new players of ours. And I can't wait to see Zach Wilson year two with this offensive line and these weapons around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm right so there give with me, you. Give, I'm me, like... give, me, give, yeah, give me Baltimore right off the top. Um, I can't wait. I've never been this excited for to watch this team and to see what we are ever before a season. This is definitely the most excited I've ever been. Yeah. So when you look at the situation, and one of the things that kind of annoyed me a bit, right, was the fact that we only have one primetime game. What is your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it bothers me, but at the same time, I understand if we want to change that narrative, we just have to win. You know, yeah. we you know we just have to be a better team. We have to force their hands. If we win, if we come out and win nine, ten games this year and turn it around, and Zach lights it up, and you know, and our our new players look great and are exciting to watch, we're going to be more than just just Jeff fans that's interested in watching the team. We might finally have the star power that makes people want to watch us, and that's you know, I mean, we're getting slapped in the face too. I watched ES, ESPN's uh, power rankings. And they have yep. ranked way below the teams like Detroit, 
we get no respect, but the way to turn that around is just win. Yeah, that's absolutely true, you know. Uh, after I, I was a little bit upset, I'm not going to lie. When I looked at the schedule and I seen, hey, we only got one primetime game, I'm like, what's going on? But then immediately was like, hey, like you just said, we've got to win. Until we start to yep. win, until we start to show people, hey, look, <laughs> you better you better put the Jets on TV on on primetime TV and show the rest of the rest of the world what's going on here. You know they're tuning in Thursday or Monday night or you know whatever whatever night. They're you know you got to make sure that the New York Jets when they show up that they're going to perform. And so again, if you look at our past, we've struggled with the W's. You know there's been times when it's been a bit embarrassing. You know as, just as a Jets fan to watch a regular game. So. That I understand, but I think we're turning things around, and I think a big thing that's going to turn that around is our coaching, right? We talk about a lot about the the acquisitions of players, right, the acquisitions we made all all, all season in free agency, some of the guys that we drafted, but I'm starting – I look at the situation like, hey, there were some issues last year that we saw, especially early. We saw issues with Sulla. There was some, some different time management issues. We saw issues with Mike LaFleur last year as well. I know a lot of people want to forget those things, but uh, I remember at one point there were a lot of people in this Jets fan base talking about firing Mike LaFleur, right, up until a certain part. Then he went to the booth and things kind of turned around. So with all the acquisitions that we've made in this offseason and everybody being turned up and ready for the New York Jets to turn the corner, how much pressure do you think is on Robert Sulla and this coaching staff going into this upcoming season? Well, I mean, I think there is a certain amount of pressure around them. I don't think they're the kind of people that that's the top of their mind, though. I mean, I think the reality is if we went in and we don't take a step in the right direction, that's a problem, and they have to understand that's a problem. But he doesn't strike Mm -hmm. me as as a person who's focused on that. I don't think Sal is thinking, i got to win games or I'm going to be on the hot seat, maybe I'll be in trouble. You know, I don't think that's what he's thinking. I think he believes in the team. I think he's excited. I think he wants to get out there. He's eager to compete. He's eager to turn the the, the team around. And that's why he has the job, right, because he's that kind of person. He's confident. He believes in himself. He believes in the team. He believes in what they're doing. And you're not thinking about failing and what's going to happen to you, you know. So, and I think that's what makes leaders leaders i think that you know it's if because once you start feeling that pressure you start to behave in a different way you start to try to keep your job instead of doing what it takes to win so i don't think he would have gotten where he has and and gotten this far if he was a person that was that was on the top of his mind so it depends i mean like is there pressure yeah there's definitely pressure and there's high expectations but is he feeling that pressure? Is that the top on the top of his mind? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look, I, I, I look at it like this. There's, there's. I understand. You know, what I'm saying you don't, you don't want to feel the pressure. But I tell you what, this is, this is New York, as we all know. And <laughs> if the New York Jets come out and have some of the same issues, you know that the fan base is definitely yep. going to be on your back. Not only fan base, but the media as well. That, that is what it's oh, like yeah. to play here. So do I think that he'll crack under the pressure? No. I, I think that Sulla, we've seen Sulla be able to rebound, to be able to go out there and even after losses be able to continue to put together solid game plans and get the team back into a situation where, you know, they can compete at a level even when the roster wasn't that good. But there's still some things that I think need to be cleaned up, particularly 
the penalty issues, because last year we saw that there was times during the year where they were heavily penalized and they would give up. We saw them give up first downs before for, you know, various stuff, being offsides, and we would give up stupid penalties. We saw, you know, a pass interference penalty, stuff like that. And when Sella wasn't benching certain guys, a lot of people would get on him about that. So that's something that I want to see kind of change going into this year where, hey, if guys are getting penalized heavily. I remember Greg Van Roten was one of those guys where we were constantly saying yeah. who's now been released, thank goodness. But Greg Van Roten was those guys was one of those guys where he was getting penalized and people were like, yo, we need to get rid of this guy. We need to sit him on the bench. And they kept putting him out there. So I want to see if Coach Sella is actually going to sit guys down that are penalized like that. And even talking a little bit about this offensive side of the ball with you, we talked about Greg Van Roten, who again has been released. That saved the New York Jets about $3.5 million. I'm looking at Mike LaFleur as well. There was a lot of discussion about Mike LaFleur last season too, particularly earlier in the season. A lot of people were not happy with his play calling. There was some, some questionable plays early. And then we saw Zach Wilson sit down because of an injury. We saw Mike White come in, and we saw the offense really get rolling. We also saw LaFleur go from the field to the booth, and we saw a different kind of offensive play calling. Booth LaFleur was just miles ahead from field LaFleur, right? I think we all agree with that. Now we're looking yeah. at this situation where LaFleur is coming into year two here, right, along with Zach Wilson. Do you think that Mike LaFleur will be able to get that jump in production like we saw from Josh Allen with the Bills? Will he be able to get Zach Wilson to get that jump as well? Do you think we'll see Zach Wilson step into a situation this year under the same offense with this great offensive coordinator that's going to really have him churning and burning and absolutely producing a lot better than he did for us last season? I absolutely do. I mean, I think the difference is um, the difference is having the personnel. And now, you know, like when you talked about benching somebody, we didn't have the personnel to bench anybody in certain positions. I mean, we were so thin. We had no depth on the team. Now we have depth. If, uh, if one of our tight ends messes up and is getting penalties and doing bonehead moves, we can, make, we can send a message to him and sit him down because we have other tight ends that can come in. You know, in, in different parts of the, um, of the team, we have that depth now to, to actually do that. Um, and as far as just Zach, I think there's, there's a lot of factors of why Zach is going to get rolling. And I think LaFleur is going to have the personnel now to run the offense the way he really wants to run it. Like he'll be – now he has the offense to run a 12 personnel because now he has two tight ends that are reliable that you can actually utilize in that way. I think we'll see a lot more two, uh, 21, so we'll, you know, because now we have a fullback and we might even see Jeremy Rucker play fullback. Who knows what they're going to do. But I think that when, we have, when you have so much talent, now you have the flexibility to actually run the offense the way it's meant to be run. Um, and I think we're going to see that, and I do expect Zach – you know, take a huge step forward. And, you know, not only that, let's remember, you know, as a rookie coming in, you don't have the um, – this is a, a fairly complex offensive scheme. It's a lot to learn. And they didn't hold back. They just threw him into the fire. They said, run this, you know, this kind of hybrid West Coast offense and, and you know, that has like probably 1,500 plays where every receiver has up to three different routes they're going to run based on how the def- defender is defending them. And, you know, Zach just came in. He didn't have that full year to really learn it and get the rhythm and really, you know, really live and breathe this offense in this scheme. I'm excited that he has, he's had the whole year to do that now. 
Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm hoping, like you said as well, with the with the uptick in personnel that we'll see more production offensively. And like I said, Zach Wilson, I think one of the big keys is, hey, where is this guy going to come in? What is he going to be able to do when he steps onto the field this year? And like you said, I think that this being able to be in the scheme for a year and also we saw an improvement, him just being able to kind of sit down with that injury, right? When he came back, there was no turnovers for the last, I think, five games of the season with him. So we saw an improvement there. We saw flashes constantly as well. He just needs to be more consistent. And I think coming into this year with all the stuff that we've added, Garrett Wilson, and, you know, we got guys coming back, Elijah Moore, all these guys that we've added, like you said as well, the two tight ends, Conklin and Uzama and all the – Lakeland Thomason as well at guard. I think on the front, being able to protect him better too, I think is going to really help him going forward. So my next question for you, Jeremy – when we talk about offensive play calling and you talk about this scheme, the first thing that jumps out for you in the Shanahan system, right, is the running game. And we struggled to mm-hmm. run the ball last year. I think that was a huge part that a lot of people don't talk about that I constantly have to let people know because, again, I watch the West Coast. I watch this offense. I'm on the West Coast. You know, I watch this Niner offense. They run the ball a lot. They're always near the top of the league in rushing. But when you struggle to do that in a run-first system – you're, you're going to struggle offensively. When you look at the New York Jets right now, and again with Mike LaFleur calling our play calls, do you think that he'll be able to generate a better rushing game in this upcoming season? Well, let's look at what we've done so far. So you have mm-hmm. the return. Now, obviously, everything is based around being healthy. So with the assumption yeah. that we're going to be healthy, if we could start with that, that we're going to be healthy, you are bringing back Beckton, who so many people forget during his rookie season, was showing flashes of a future Pro Bowl player. So, and, and, and running, run blocking was not an issue for him at all. That was his strength. He was rolling over people. And he looks great. All the tapes, the workouts, he looks better than he's ever looked. If he comes back, you get healthy and you got Beckton back. And then you're adding a pro bowler in Lincoln Tomlinson who comes from the same exact system from San Francisco, right? So he hits the ground running. Mm-hmm. That's 40% of your offensive line that's been added. Now you've taken GVR out of the equation, which is tremendous because this guy was getting pushed backwards. It wasn't only just – it wasn't that he wasn't opening holes. He was literally going the wrong way, you know, and being thrown around. <laughs> And then you got, yeah. and then you got a center who two two years in a row, two different systems. We had a center who got better as the season went, right? He's a guy that gets comfortable in the system. Now McGovern's coming back and he's playing the same system, so we don't have to wait five games for him to learn it. And he's a guy that many people agree. When you saw what happened when we brought LDT and we got GVR out of there, McGovern plays up mm-hmm. to the level of the people around him, and he's going to have much player better players around him. And a lot of people will talk, it's not just the offensive line now that's going to be so improved, but we have much, much better blocking tight ends. So now when mm. you have CJ blocking at tight ends, you have a much better blocker. So we have added so much in the, the blocking of this offensive line and for this team to execute on running plays, not to mention you know, bringing in Brace Hall, who's just, I believe in absolute. We are gonna, this is probably going to be the biggest turnaround on the team that you see this year, more than anything, as much as Zach taking his second step, but, but this will actually be part of why he takes that big step, is our running game. We are going to be very, very difficult for defenses. Yeah, and that's what I'm hoping because, again, watching this scheme, because, you know, again, like we say, we're supposed to look like the Niners look. Watching that scheme, when they dominate on the ground, they just destroy people. 
They just destroy people because not only does it make it easier for their quarterback, you know, at the time it was Jimmy G, you know, we'll see what's going on this year, but not only, you know, does it make it easier for their quarterback to just go out there and kind of dink and dunk or find those deep shots as well. It allows their defense to get the time to rest up too, because they just dominate the time of possession running the football. There's just nothing you can do about it. That's why those guys look so fresh when they step back out there. That's why Bosa is just – I mean, he's a great pass rusher. We all know that. But Bosa and Warner and all those guys are just able to just generate because they're just sitting, waiting, going, okay, you know, we're going to dominate so much. We're going to have the ball, you know, so much on offense. And when we get back out there, we're just going to crush people. So, yeah, I think having a great running game is definitely going to benefit us this upcoming season. It's going to help Zach Wilson too, especially in play action. We're going to be able to absolutely confuse teams, absolutely confuse teams because not only, like you said as well, having a great running game, but once we go into play action, you pull out, guess what? We got two tight ends that can finally actually catch the football and be threats, like real legitimate threats. So that's going to be huge for the New York Jets. But going over to defense with you, Jeremy, you look at this situation, man. There's been a lot of talk about K1 Alexander, Larry Ogunjobi joining the New York Jets. These guys have come into the facilities multiple times. At least Kwan has been in like twice now. He was there in April. He was there, you know, uh, last week. Larry Ogunjobi is supposed to come in last week. We're not getting the deal done with these guys. What are your thoughts about these two players possibly adding to the Jets defense? And why don't you think Joe Douglas has been able to get a deal done with these guys, man? Well, don't forget how uh, frustrated we got last year at Morgan Moses, right? He, when he came in and, mm-hmm. everybody, you know, after a couple of days, everyone said, why aren't we signing him? Why? J.D. is this one thing that we have to get used to, I think, about him. And he has his price. He has his value. And he doesn't let emotion rule him. He doesn't think, oh, I'll just give in. And he, and like it or not, right? I mean, agree with it or not. He has – he literally – that's his negotiating style. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a way people negotiate very successfully is to take emotion out mm-hmm. of it, to say this is the price, this is the value, I'm not budging from it, and, I'm, and this is how we're going to run our team. So he doesn't ever get into this mode of being emotional and paying too much for a player and putting us in cap jeopardy and making a mistake. So I think that – these guys have a they have a price. They're checking it out. They're seeing if they can get more money. Their agents seeing if they can get Joe Douglas to move. And you know, and we've seen Joe Douglas win a lot of these battles. You know, he waits them out and it works. So I don't know if we're gonna get both of them, but don't be surprised if one of them comes in because it's just a matter of if there was another team that wanted them that would pay their price, why isn't it happening? Yeah. Yeah, especially when you look at a guy like Larry Ogunjobi, who a lot of people talked about him, you know, with the New York Jets fan base. But after he felt that physical with the Bears and that deal kind of evaporated, he's been just kind of floating around and hasn't been able to sign with anybody. But I tell you what, if we get that guy added on to Sheldon Rankins and Quentin Williams and Jermaine Johnson and all the things that we've done up front defensively, Man, let me tell you, Sulla is going to have quite a front. <laughs> okay, He's going to have quite a front, and that's going to just turn our defensive line. I mean, we already got some monsters. Even when you look at Michael Clemens, yeah. the guy that we just you know, were able to get, who everybody is hyped about, right? Uh, if he can put it together as well, I'm telling you, the Jets are just absolutely going to maul people up front this upcoming year defensively. So my final question before I, before I let you go, Jeremy, because you've been phenomenal to speak with. Tyrone, Steve, we'll get to you in just a second. Now, Jeremy, you look at the situation here. The New York Jets were able to sign Sauce Garner. They were able to also get Jermaine Johnson as well. 
under a deal. What are your thoughts about J.D. being able to get these guys signed so quickly and kind of avoiding that drama that we saw, uh, you know, with, with Zach Wilson, you know, surrounding him getting signed. There was kind of a stuttering situation there. What are your thoughts about us being able to get these guys signed and under a deal, man? Well, it's really nice. I mean, obviously it feels really good to not have to go through that. And I think that par- partially it might be people are getting to know GD. It's like, you know, they're not wasting their time, the agents. They're like, this is, these are the rules yep. and, you know, and how, about how they move with the deals. Now, he gave, he went against what he usually does with the earlier picks with the not full guaranteed. You know, like if they go to another team, do you have to still pay them or not? Mm-hmm. I think he gave in. He gave JJ a 100% fully guaranteed contract. And I think he yep. did that because that's a different situation. That was a guy he felt was a top 10 pick that dropped to 26, so it's not as rich a contract. So he was willing to bend on that. You know, J.D., like, he, he shows that he's a fair guy. He said, well, we're not talking about a $40 million four-year contract right now. We're talking about four years, you know, $60 million, whatever it was. It's, it was a much more, it's a much more reasonable deal because it's the 26th pick. So I think he felt like in that, in that situation, let's just give it to him 100% guarantee. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he like I said, he did the same thing with Sauce. Sauce got, I think, uh, $38.7 million guaranteed, $25.3 million signing bonus. I'm just glad that he was able to get the deal done. There's no drama. We got these two guys in. You know, of course, they're still working on deals with these other guys, but I'm just excited to see him go in there and handle business because, again, the longer that stuff stretched out with Zach Wilson, a lot of us were afraid that it was just going to cause a lot more issues continuing to go on. There was a lot of people upset that, or upset just thinking about it possibly going on into the season, but that got wrapped up, but we avoided the drama this year, and we just absolutely got, to done and got it done and got these guys signed and brought in. So I'm hyped about that. So, Jeremy, before I let you yeah. go, man, announce all your stuff, everything that you're doing on YouTube, because you have a great channel. You do a lot of great work, man. Oh, I appreciate that. You know, it's... Uh... Jeff's Chaos with Jeremy, notice the name change, so that's something to pay attention to. And, hey, man, I'm live every Wednesday and Sunday. It's a lot of fun. As you know, we invite lots of people to hang mm-hmm. out, including you. And, um, yep. you know, so we, we, we get people on the show. It's all about community. You know, just like you love talking Jeff with people, it's the same kind of thing. It's, the channel is just to bring people together and talk. And I've been making a lot of short videos kind of like, because um, I do so much on the, the, the live shows of asking other people what they think. I kind of use the short videos to be able to share my opinions and feelings. And um, yep. it's just a lot of fun. And, you know, I guarantee it's a fun community to be part of and just like yours. And, if you you know, I think that it's a – I think this has been great, man, for all of us to be able to connect like this and have, you know, reach out no matter where we live in the country or even the world, be able to connect to other Jets. Fans. That's what it's all about, man. Let's, let's give Jeremy some. <laughs> Listen, Jeremy, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. You have yourself a good night, man. All right. Take care, my man. All right. Listen, Jeremy calling in with some fire, man. Scott, that guy does a lot of great work, and I really enjoy talking Jets with him. So we'll continue with these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. Also, if you're watching the screen, stream and you have not subscribed, please subscribe. Please hit that notification bell as well so when I – Post content, y'all be in the know. Also, give the stream a thumbs up wherever you're watching me from. If you'd like to uh, give to the stream, donate, please go ahead through that super chat. If you don't want to hit the super chat, you want to hit me in the cash app, please do as well. Cash app is at the bottom of the screen. There's just so much to discuss, man. I love these Jets. I love what we've done. Again, we signed Sauce Donner to a four-year, 
$25.7 million deal. 25.3 of that was guaranteed, or 20, 25.3 of that was a signing bonus. Again, that's all fully guaranteed. He also has a fifth-year option as well. Joe, Joe Douglas did the exact same, same thing with Jermaine Johnson, too. Four-year, $13.1 million deal for Jermaine Johnson as well, all fully guaranteed. So, you know, we're just continuing to move, man. I like it. I like it. I like it. I love what Joe Douglas is doing. I like that he's got these guys signed. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Next, I'm going to my guy, Tyrone. I'm going to Tyrone. To lose to you, Tyrone, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Tyrone, give me your thoughts, man, about this New York Jets defense. I want to talk to you about Robert Sulla, all right? Now, there's a lot yes, of pieces that have been added, all right? You know, I know, we love him. Are you expecting the New York Jets defensive scheme to be more aggressive this upcoming season? Uh, definitely, man, definitely. Um, well, first of all, thank you for letting me on the show, and shout-out to the sh- Savages for the great show. Oh, well, hold, 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 um, hold, 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 hold. wait a second, wait a second, Tyrone. I forgot yeah, to tell yeah. y'all, bro. Y'all don't know. Cuts. 
and I think they might bring, you know, another thumper to to help out CJ, somebody like a Quan maybe. Um, but I think they're okay. going to bring some more people in, in some some more dogs for this defense. That's why I say that it's going to be a really aggressive, uh, scary defense this year, totally. Okay. What are your thoughts about uh, Larry Ogunjobi? Because the Jets have brought him in. They didn't get a deal done, but, you know, he was in the building. Is he a guy that you want to see become a New York Jet? Oh, definitely, man. I like Ogunjobi. Um, I, I like what he does on the field. And it's somebody that we need. We definitely need that that inside um, run stuffer. We had Fotuka, we had Fotukasi. Um, you know, even back yeah, even back in the days, we always had like that 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 run stuffer. You know, you had we had like a Mike Devito. We who was that other guy we had? We see we had Zioni Pua. I'm bringing it back, but yep. we always had that yep. run stuffer to um, stop yep. the run, and that I think that's important uh, with these first four games. You got Ravens. They run the ball well. Browns, they run the ball well. Bengals with Mixon, Steelers. So those first four games are going to be, you know, running, running teams that we play. And I think that mm-hmm. game, that should be a focus on uh, in free agency or, you know, whoever we pick up as far as uh, free agency to, to solidify that defense. Yeah. Yeah. We also had Snacks as well, who was a big uh... – one of the better oh, no tackles in the league at a time. <laughs> how, how did I forget that guy? Yeah, yeah. How did I forget Snacks, yeah, you know, man? I own, I own uh, from our own uh, uh, backfield. Basically, we, we we had him in our practice squad. We built him up. Yeah, man. Yeah. Sorry about that, Snacks. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah man. Snacks, Snacks. Chris Jenkins as well. You, you brought up Sione Puha. I would. I, I appear, a, a lot of people don't even don't even talk about him, but he was a very good. Uh, defensive lineman for us as well. So, yeah, you know, I'm hoping Larry Ogunjobi is a guy that can also, you know, definitely put some, you know, some, some, uh, some, some rush to the, to the passer as well. Guy had seven sacks last season, you know, before he got yeah. in when he was playing with the bank. So he's a guy that can definitely, uh, you know, rush the passer too. So that would be yeah, definitely yeah. something that would be great to add to the New York Jets front. Now, I want to go over to this offensive side of the ball with you, man, because there's been some things going on, right? And I'm looking at mm-hmm. Mike LaFleur. Coaching wise, mm-hmm. and I'm saying, okay, last season we saw bad Lafleur early, but then as the season continued on, we saw good Lafleur. Once he got up into that booth, he, I think even somebody no, come out and say, hey, stay in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> he said, listen, stay in the yeah, booth. Man. You know what I'm saying? You stay in the mm-hmm. booth. That's mm-hmm. that, right? So now I'm looking mm-hmm. at it, and I'm saying, okay, we've seen we've seen quarterbacks around the league, from Lamar Jackson to Patrick Mahomes to Josh Allen. You know who's in our own division. Take that next step forward because of coaching, right? Josh Allen is a guy that we all talk about being a bum. I'm talking about a bum. He's throwing interceptions. He looked awful. All he did was run. He was a glorified running back. Got some coaches mm-hmm. around him. Worked on his mechanics. He took a step forward. Now he's an MVP candidate or was an MVP candidate, and now he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league, and the Bills are just handling business, right? So now I look at the mm-hmm. situation, and I'm saying – do you think Mike LaFleur can get that jump in production, get that jump, that, that progression ta- and talent level out of Zach Wilson that we saw the Bills get out of Josh Allen? Do you think that Mike LaFleur and this scheme, as he steps in this year with a second-year quarterback and his scheme for the next year, do you think he'll be able to help Zach Wilson ascend to the level that we all hope that he will be able to? Totally, man. Totally, totally. You ask any other Jet fan, and they'll tell you the same thing, man. Last year, what, you know, he was just starting. It was his first year. Everybody's going to 
clear bumps and bruises. That was like the the test run. Now it's time to now it's time to fly, basically, man. You got he gave you pieces. You got those two running backs. You got Michael Carter that's already proven. Now you got a uh, a young uh, stud in Brees, like the last caller said. You know how I like Brees. You know how I love Brees Hall. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. you, you know, last year we didn't have that many pieces in the wide receiver position due to, like, injuries. We had Corey Davis. He went down. Uh, Crowder, he was down for a while. We had Barrios at one time. We had Jeff Smith out there. Um, we never had a, t- a legitimate tight end, no disrespect to to the guys that were out there, you know, playing their hearts out. But um, this year, man, we got a, we solidified our offensive line. We solidified our backfield. We solidified the tight end room. We solidified the wide receiver room. And then you see how Zach Wilson is taking pride in, in going out and throwing to the wide receivers. He's going, you know, cross country, you know, finding his wide receivers to get some throws in. He's working on his body mm-hmm. to, you know, take that long uh that long uh uh season into the playoffs and I think that the the play calling with the skill positions that he has, he has the pass catching, blocking tight ends that he can do the play action with and the runners that can catch out of the backfield. He got some speedy guys. Um, you know, Wilson he just drafted we just drafted. He could play the slot, he could play outside as well as more. He could play the outside inside. Man, it's gonna be fun to watch, man. I, I just can't wait to. I'm just mad that it's a, a long off season. NFL has like the longest off season, but I'm hyped. Man. <laughs> yep. I'm hyped. Yeah. I'm hyped. I'm, I definitely believe that Lafleur can and will do it, especially being in the booth. Booth Lafleur is a different is a different play caller, man. I, I believe he can do it, man. He did it with Mike White yeah. for a little while. You think about it. Everybody was hyping him off Mike White. Oh, Mike White. Talk about it. Why don't we? <laughs> Why don't we bench? Why don't we bench Zach? You know, put in Mike White, That's resign him. You know, and even even Flocka was looking good in the, in the offense for a little bit with the you know the minimum amount of players he had to work with. So imagine like a full. The, the main thing is, is is health. If everybody's healthy, all the Jets are healthy. We could. I, I think we can do big things this year, man. Big things, and I believe yeah. that Lafleur will make those plays. Because he, he has the players to make them with. Yeah, yeah. So my final How question you feel for about you. That, huh? Oh, well, listen, listen. First off, I, I think that, like you said as well, I think with the added, the added talent that we have, I think is huge. You talked about, you know, the two tight ends that we added. I think one of the bigger things was us adding Lakeland Tomlinson. I think that that was an amazing free agent signing, uh, mm-hmm. more than most know. One, because not only does that protect Zach Wilson, which interior pressure has been an issue for these last couple of years, right? It plagued Sam Darnold. It got him hurt. He never was able to perform here. Regardless of how you feel about Sam Darnold, he took shot after shot after shot, and that is not how you mm-hmm. groom and mature young quarterbacks in this league, mm-hmm. right? You'll never figure out who they are if they're constantly getting injured yeah. or running for their lives. Then we come into this year and we see Zach Wilson suffering from the same thing. I don't think people, a lot of people remember, but that Panthers game was brutal, it was brutal to watch. He mm-hmm. took shot after shot after shot. He took those same shots yeah. against Denver. The, the first game against New England, he got blasted as well. You go back and you watch oh, these yeah. games, and, again, he, get, he ended up getting injured against New England. That actual play where he ran away and got his knee jacked up, the play before that, he uh, took a hit that was crazy. We didn't think he would get up from. And then he uh, mm-hmm. ended up jacking his MCL up uh, on, on the, uh, the following play when he took another shot 
from one of the defenders mm-hmm. from the Patriots. As the as Cheap the season shot. continued on, I remember him come. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, uh, the refs didn't call it, but you know, it was kind of you know a little different. I will say that. But as the season continued on as well, he talked about that knee not being healthy. That is not something that you want for a young quarterback to have to deal with. And I think bringing in Lakeland Thomas is going to shore that situation up. He's not going to be running for his life mm-hmm. anymore. I know we have, you know, some. We'll figure out what's going on in tackle. You know, I think Makai Beckham is going to be the little starting left tackle, but we'll see, right? going forward. And so when you shore mm-hmm. up that line, he's protected. Now we get to see, okay, who's Zach Wilson? We get to figure out who you are. And if you're not the guy, then we can move on from you. But mm-hmm. it's not because you don't have weapons, and it's not because you're not going to be protected. And we'll also see a step up in our running game as well. Our running game oh, is yeah. better in a run-first offense. I think it's vital, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a run-first offense for a reason. If you can't run, well, good luck. You know what I mean? So – I think that's yeah. going to be huge for us, too. So, now, my final question for you, Tyrone, because you've been bringing the heat, man. You've been bringing the heat. When you look at this New York Jets schedule, man, how are you feeling about it? Mm-hmm. Like, are you are you upset that we only have one primetime game? You know, what are your thoughts about our bye being so late? Are you kind of like doom and gloom about the schedule? Do you think we're just going to get destroyed this season? Give me your thoughts about it. <laughs> Not at all, man. I'm really excited for this season. Uh crazy optimistic uh, about this season. Uh, I think that the that a lot of Jet fans, I'm questioning, like, come on, man. You, you, it's not the same old Jets, man. Not the same old Jets. You look at the schedule, and it's, it's favorable. I think it's favorable, man. I think it's favorable. Mm. We have, we have okay. the Ravens, right? We have the Ravens yeah. the first game. You know, we play number eight. And he's a dangerous man, but he's coming off of an injury. His running back is coming off of an injury, and it's the first game. Everybody's gonna, you know, it's it's a it's a toss up. Then you got week two. They play the Browns. The, will the Browns have Deshaun Watson playing at quarterback at that game? I'm not mm-hmm. sure. They might not. I'm thinking that's a W, and the Browns is a W as well. The Bengals. We beat the Bengals last year. Even though they're the Super Bowl champions, we know we can beat them. The Steelers. The Steelers are next. The Steelers, they have a great run game, great defense. They're an all-time franchise. But they don't scare me. The Steelers, who's their quarterback? I don't know. A rookie. Whoever. Then we got the dog. I think we split split in our division. Um, Mm -hmm. The Packers we play, right? The Packers. They lost Adams. That's a big uh, negative. I'll play the Broncos. That's going to be tough. We got the Jaguars. So I'm thinking, let's let's cut to the chase. So I'm thinking the Jaguars is a W. We play the Lions. That sounds like a W. The Seahawks, who's their quarterback? I'm not scared of lock. W. The Vikings and the Bears, those are W's, I say. The Browns is a – I'm thinking 10-7 and seven is reasonable, maybe 11 games, but I don't want to go crazy and sound like a crazy uh, Jet fan because we already okay. are. But I say 10-7 okay. and seven will get us into the playoffs, and then we make, we make moves. And as far as the late bye, that's always good for a team that's trying to make a playoff run, to get that late bye so we could be a little bit fresh for the playoff push. I think that's the uh, – I think that's a good buy for us, and I'm not scared of the schedule. It looks like a favorable schedule to be when I'm looking at it. I'm looking at these quarterbacks. I'm looking at these teams. Um, one prime time game. I, I tell you, all, all the savages out there, 
to um, just take it in because the Jets are on the uprise. We're going to have a lot of uh, Fairweather fans, a lot of new Jet fans, a lot of uh, mm-hmm. teams, a lot of more exposure in the future. So just, you know, appreciate, you know, all the all the um, the low-key love that we have right now, the true Jet fans, because you're going to have a lot of love <laughs> in the future when we're all on prime time. The next year we have about four or five prime time games, and everybody likes the Jets all of a sudden. So just appreciate the Jets now and all the fan, all your all your savage brothers because you know we're on the way up, man. The Jets are gonna do big things. Absolutely. Listen, Tyrone brought the heat. Listen, Tyrone, I want to thank you for calling in, man. A lot of great takes. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. All right, I love talking Jets with you, man. Of course, man. Thank you. All right, you have a good one. Listen, Tyrone calling in with heat. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Again, when you call in, please be patient. We'll get to everybody. Also, make sure your background is clean and good to go. I want to be able to hear you. Please don't call me from the back of a Pringles can. All right? I want to be able to hear your takes. Okay? And no cursing on my show. I do not allow cursing. You curse, I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Fashion, we got Adam James. That's out of here, Adam Gaze. Get out. What a change we have made, man. This is different Jets. It's a different Jets time. You know what I'm saying? We're looking good. We're moving and grooving. Things is going well. You know what I'm saying? So also as well, if you'd like to give to the platform, you can. At the Super Chat. Also, the Cash app is there at the bottom of the screen as well. If you'd like to give that way, please, again, give the stream a thumbs up if you have not. And subscribe to the stream as well if you have not subscribed to the stream. All right? Now, we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, please be patient because we'll get to everybody. Lines are hot. Next call, I'm going to 563. 563, I'm coming directly directly to you. Give me your name, where you're from. You're looking like a new caller. Uh, Carolina, Steve, we'll get to you in a second. Five six three. Give me your name. Where are you from? My name is Julian. I'm from uh, Nebraska. Hello. What's going on? How's everything going, my friend? Give me your thoughts about this New York Jets schedule, man. How are you feeling about it? What are your thoughts on it, man? Can we change the sport to baseball? I know more about that one. <laughs> oh, you know more about. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm sorry, my friend. We're here talking Jets, man. All right? I'm going to continue to move on. Next, I'm going to my guy from North Carolina, man. I'm going to my guy from North Carolina. Salutes to you, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, man, give me your thoughts about this coaching staff. How are you feeling about Robert Sella? How are you feeling about him going into the season? Do you think – our defense will be more ferocious. Do you think our defensive scheme will be more fearless this upcoming season with some of the added pieces that we have under him now? I think potentially it should be a lot more solid uh, with a better pass rush and an improved secondary. You know, I have to admit, I do have some questions about the defense on that second level, the linebacking core in particular. Mm -hmm. I know C.J. Mosley has been a staple. Uh, Nazardine and Sherwood, I see them as having uh, very good tools and potential, but I think mm-hmm. maybe the staff and, this, and Joe Douglas, our general manager, might know a little bit more on the inside, more private inside knowledge than we do. That's why they didn't select N'Kobe Dean 
in the second round, mm-hmm. which I was kind of thinking might happen. But I think they know some things we don't. So let's hope that uh, Dazzardine and Sherwood can bounce back and have a second, solid second season that will help stabilize our linebacking core. I think that's the only area of the defense that I'm really worried about is the linebacking core in a little bit at the free safety position. Everything else yep. looks really good. The defensive line looks the best that it's looked in a long time. I think probably since uh, we drafted Sheldon Richardson, Bo Wilkerson, and then had Leonard Williams and all those defensive linemen, Damon Harris, this is the best front we put together since then. And what I like is the fact they're going to the 4-3, which is more traditional. You know, back in the day, more teams ran 4-3, you know, before they start switching to the 3-4, which I believe was mm-hmm. inspired by the Giants. When teams saw what the Giants did, their four linebackers, that's when you kind of seen teams making that switch, you know. So I'm glad we did the yep. right thing, switch back to the 4-3, and I think that's what we need to do in a, a conference where you have so many great quarterbacks. We're going to need to be able to peel our ears back and rush the passer. But I'd like to say this. A couple of calls ago, I really enjoyed your caller, your caller base. They're excellent. They're very knowledgeable, and I've enjoyed just kind of sitting yep. up listening to them. But I want to say this. Yeah. A couple of calls ago, one guy was talking about this team going possibly 10-7 and seven and not being afraid of these other teams. I would have to agree. I think teams like the Baltimore Ravens, I respect you. I've talked to Ravens fans. You guys have achieved a lot over the last 20 years, but you had better be careful with this Jet team going in week one. This could be a major yep. trap game. This is going to be their trap game. They think that this is the same Jet team they played when Darnold was the quarterback. It is not. They are significantly better offensively. In fact, to the point of being dangerous. It's only difference is they just have to gain the experience of working together, build continuity and chemistry. Zach Wilson just needs to build up his experience and his confidence. That's the only thing wrong with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson can do anything Josh Allen and all the other quarterbacks can do. The only difference between him and them mm. is experience. They've actually done it. Josh Allen has been to multiple AFC championship games, so that gives him a wealth of, you know, at least experience, even though he's come up a little bit short. So Zach Wilson's future looks promising. This is the year to evaluate him and find out if he's the guy. That's why Joe Douglas shifted his attention to offense. I was thinking it was going to be defense, but actually he emphasized offense. He went on and got him a yeah. running back. He got him a, a potentially number one caliber receiver, even though we do have Elijah Moore. He got him a t- tight end who I love, Jeremy Ruckett. You know, I think he's one of the better tight ends in the draft. He's done everything yep. to set it up where this kid has a chance to succeed. And I believe Zach Wilson can make that leap. If he makes a leap, mm. I think it could be close to what we saw Josh Allen do. I'm not quite sure if it will quite be what Josh Allen did, but I think it could be very similar, which could make the Jets very scary, <laughs> very scary. All of a sudden, yeah, you see a, Zach Wilson ripping off yeah. passes and, you know what I'm yeah. saying, dicing people yeah. up and see him breaking off 15, 20-yard runs, which he's capable of doing. He hasn't put that on display yet, his legs and his mobility. We're going to see a lot more of that this year. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, I'm yeah, looking forward to it. We absolutely will. And, and you're bringing up some great points, man, because let me tell you something. I'm looking at Zach Wilson, and I'm, I'm looking at Mike LaFleur, and I'm saying, okay, can Mike LaFleur get that out of him, right? Because, again, we talked about yeah. it, and we, we've had a lot of discussion about – even you talked about some of the players that we've gotten, some of the acquisitions. But it's also coaching-wise as well, right? 
You've got to, yeah. got to also have to step yeah. up in coaching. You look at what Mahomes had when, you know, Mahomes has it with the Chiefs. You look at what, uh, you know, the Baltimore Ravens, their play calling staff. You look at, you just talked about Josh Allen, his offensive coordinator and some of the staff. They, they put these guys that understand football and how it's played today, you know, with these dudes. And absolutely, yeah. we've seen them light things up. Now, another thing that I want to talk to you about, because you're bringing the heat so far as well, we talk about Zach Wilson, but yeah. I also want to discuss the running game as well. The running game was terrible last year. It was horrific, right? Yes, we could yeah, not get yeah. anything in with yes, a run-first offense. Do you think that LaFleur gets this, get this running game together as well, along with some of the acquisitions that we made and improvements that we made along the offensive side of the ball? Do you think we'll be running better as well? I think absolutely, absolutely. I see no reason not to. I think adding Lincoln Thomas was huge getting a Pro Bowl guard, and then moving uh, Barrett Tucker to right guard. Now we got him filling in for Van Roten. Do you realize what an upgrade that is? That is huge. Going from yeah. Greg Van Roten to Elijah Vera Tucker, a Pro Bowl caliber guard in his own right, and then having Makai Beckton healthy is huge. This offensive line is going to be one of the top, one of the top ten units in the NFL. And with the running backs we have, Michael Carter, and Brees Hall, have you seen the, – I've looked at some stuff on Brees Hall. I didn't realize how good he was. Brees Hall is an exceptional running back, exceptional yeah, he's a gifted. monster. I believe, he, I believe yep. he's one of the better running backs we've had, in my opinion, since Curtis Martin. Now, don't get me wrong. I like Chris Ivory. I like um, the running back we had was on uh, Rex Ryan. You know what I'm talking about. He was very good, very good. He got injured. Yeah. It wasn't Sean, Sean Green. Green was it really was um, – yeah, but it was uh, the main back we had. You, you know his name. Dang, I'm trying to think. Tomlinson? LaDainian Tomlinson? Tom, no, not, not Tomlinson. It was uh, it was the other one, our main uh, back. But when we got Tomlinson, you got to remember, Tomlinson was past his prime. He could still do a little stuff out of the backfield. That's where his value mm-hmm. was. But he wasn't the same runner that by the time we got him, you could see he started you know, kind of slipping. But he still was, had the versatility well, was- to be valuable to us. Yeah. There was Chris Ivory. There was Chris Ivory, Thomas Jones, uh, Bilal Thomas Powell. Thomas Jones, really that's the one. Two. Okay, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. That's the one. I'm trying to think about Thomas Jones and obviously mm-hmm. Curtis Martin. But I think this Brees Hall has a chance to really be special, really be a special mm-hmm. running back. And that's going to put us on a whole different level. And that's going to be the security blanket for Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson needs that security. Because back in the day, running backs were the star. Running back, you used to see check downs, you know, screens, everything to running backs. Running backs were bell cow. They were getting the ball constantly. From Marcus Allen back in the day, even the Jets, Freeman McNeil was versatile. He could catch Mm -hmm. the ass out of the backfield and do all that stuff. And I think we're going to reestablish that. And that's what's going to get this offense going, keep us out of uh, so many negative plays, negative yardage minimize that, and make us a much more efficient offense. I can see us making yeah. a quantum leap in offensive production, time of possession, mm. points scored, every measurable statistic. I can see this team making a huge leap, a big leap this yeah. year, setting us up for yeah. 2023 where we'll have so much more versatility because we've got our quarterback, we've loaded up our offensive weapons. Now we can just lay it on on the defensive side of the ball, boost this linebacker core, boost the safety position, and then we'll be ready to go on and make a run for everything, I predict, in 2023. Yeah, and, and again, we're just talking about Brees Hall, and I think a lot of people have, oh, forgetting, yeah. have forgotten 
We've also forgotten Michael Carter, okay? I'm not going to oh, forget yeah. him. I Henry Paul is, is like the guy for everybody right now, and that's phenomenal. He's a great back. I'm excited to have oh, yeah. him on the New York Jets. Oh, yeah. But I watched Michael Carter literally light up the Bengals last year. We There was a point in time oh, yeah. during the season where he was literally our only playmaker offensively. This was before a lot of more kind of came on and got things together. You know, we had some issues right. everywhere else. But I'll tell you what. Michael Carter was the go-to guy. Not only was he running the football effectively, he was also coming out of the backfield and catching the football effectively. And that's going to be big coming into next year as well, too, because, again, we got wide receivers now to play with. You know, we're getting getting our our number one guy back from that injury. Elijah Moore is coming back. Of course, we just got Garrett Wilson. That's right. We got our two tight ends. That's right. Like you said, we got Brees as well. That's phenomenal. How are you going to account for Michael Carter in this offensive scheme, too? Ahead, but you know ahead. what it is with Michael Carter? Michael Carter is an excellent running back. But the only yeah. uh, minus on him, the only blemish is that he's, you know, he's a little small. He's a head. Don't make, don't make a mistake now. That's a bad little man. I've seen him spin on one leg, <laughs> get hit, and be spinning around on one leg like a bar- ballerina and, and staying on his feet. Yeah. He has very unique contact balance to be small. He'll fool you by his yeah. size. You think it's a little dude? No, he'll bounce right off you. You can hit that guy, yeah. he'll stay on one leg and be spinning around and still running mm-hmm. and still going forward. But what it is, they want to minimize the contacts, the hits on him. That's why they got Brees Hall to be the bell cow. And then after you wear him down and beat him down, Brees Hall, then come with Michael Carter, and it'll be all the more devastating. Defenses are tired, and that little man running and slipping between tackles and, and, and being really strong on contact balance would be devastating. Yeah, yeah. So my That's next what question, it is. That's the plan. We're, we're, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, listen, we're fired up when we're talking about the offense here, right? We're talking about the backs. Oh, yeah. We're talking about all these guys. There's also a guy That's that right. I, I want to ask you about this, okay? Because we're talking about LaFleur and how he's going to coach guys up. Do you think LaFleur is going to be able to get something out of Denzel Mims in this upcoming season? This is a guy that has completely disappeared within the offense. I'm talking about non-existent. Do you think that this is the year that LaFleur is able to coach up Mim, get him to get out there on the field and get rolling? I believe he's the X factor. No one's talking about Denzel Mims. Denzel Mims Hmm. may have the highest ceiling of potential of any offensive weapon we have, even over Brees Hall, even over Elijah Moore. He might have the highest ceiling. He's a freak. You know, at six foot three, six foot four, he's tall, he's lanky, mm-hmm. he can run a four. He has all the measurable. But what it is from a mental standpoint, from a processing standpoint of the game and understanding his position and the different assignments within this new West Coast, he had a little harder time grasping it. From what I understand, he got food poisoning, and it just set him back. He never recovered. It's like he never recovered. It's like going to school. Like me, I struggle in math. And all of a sudden, I mm-hmm. wait three, four months to go to school, Everybody's move on to ge- geometry, advanced fractions, all different <laughs> kinds of math problems, and I'm still, you know, want to know what plus two, or two plus two, and trying to work on small fractions and and learn how to yeah. multiply and subtract. And everybody else in the class, they doing geometry. That's what it is. That's what happened to Denzel Mims. Once he fell behind, he couldn't recover. This year will be a little different. Now I hear rumors about uh, the GM and them calling him Mimsy. For them to give him a little pet name, that makes me think they think a lot of this young man. I don't know it was hot talk about him being traded or released, but mm-hmm. noticeably, you notice it hasn't happened. And all of a sudden, I'm hearing reports he's gotten bigger. 
So what it is, this straight program is really doing some good work. They say uh, 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 Zach Wilson looks like a monster. Denzel Mims looks mm-hmm. bigger and a lot stronger. And I think what's going to happen is he's going to come and camp healthy. He's going to have a chance to get some rest, you know, wait, you know, get all this off his mind and try to get healthy and get back into the swing of this thing. I think he's going to be motivated. And let me tell you something. If this kid can wake up, this offense is really going to be scary. It's going to be scary because he is a weapon we can yeah. go to on fades. When we get close to the end zone, throw those little fade routes. Some of the stuff we would think about doing with uh, the other prospect, it was um, what's his name? Oh boy, another big big guy, uh, Drake London. Mims can do Drake that. London, yeah. That's why we drafted Denzel Mims to be that tall uh, uh, target that can high point the ball. Mims can do all of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was Brett Coleman, another dude out there. You may have heard of him. He does YouTube content. About a year ago, oh, he yeah, did a yeah. profile two years ago on Denzel Mims. He said, whoever drafts this guy mm-hmm. is getting somebody special. And the footage he had, the breakdown, was freaky. It reminded me a little bit of Randy Moss, a little bit of Michael Irvin coming off the, the jam, and when he was able to get off jams yep. and all of that. Yep. Mims is a very yeah. special talent. I really look forward yeah. to seeing what he can do this year. This year is a big year for him, Beckton. Zach Wilson, there's a number of players. This year is a big year for these guys. If these guys can put it together, this team can really be really special, really good, and send a note to the rest of the team, like the Baltimore Ravens in week one, and I'll be the New England Patriots. Have you heard the rumor? We were supposed to play the Patriots on Monday night. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, I mean, there's rumors that they were swirling. There have been rumors. Yeah, they were supposed to be a prime-time matchup and stuff. I was hoping that was true. But I think it's all yeah. well that we face uh, Baltimore. I think we're going to be ready for this. I think we're going to be well prepared, and I think the Ravens had better prepare themselves. But like I said before, this is a trap game for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We have nothing now, now to my lose. Thing, my, oh, yeah, yeah. My, my thing is I, I'm just going to give you a little pushback on the Denzel Mims stuff because I, I, I want to give mm. different perspectives. I'm going to play devil's advocate, right? I hear what you say. Denzel yeah, did yeah. not have a full off season, But he's not the only one yeah. that didn't have a full off season either, though. Elijah yeah. Moore didn't have a full off season either. He dealt with that quad injury. So did Elijah Vera Tucker. But I want to stick with the guy that's yeah. actually playing the same position as Denzel Mims. Now Elijah Moore didn't have a yeah. full off season, quad injury, was able to come in and we saw him be way more successful than Denzel Mims. We also saw a guy like DJ Montgomery and Tariq Black basically come off the street yeah. Yeah. and start and yeah. play in a game and have more catches and more targets than Denzel Mims. So it's yeah, not that's right. poison stuff. But it's something that, like, and, and again, we, we, we were all caping for Denzel Mims, right? It was free Mims. Get him off yeah. the bench and stuff. And the coaches That's came right. out. And I know you know. We, we talked about it, and they said, listen, unless he knows what he's supposed to do, basically unless he knows all the routes, he's not going to be out there. And so that was just kind of like That's hinting right. to us, like, hey, listen, guys, he don't know the playbook. <laughs> like, y'all can yell and scream for him. And this is when we were losing. And we were like, oh, we, there's no offensive production. Well, you got Mims on the bench. And they were like, listen, <laughs> he don't know the playbook, That's basically. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I'm excited yeah, for yeah, him, yeah. too. I'm hoping that this year he comes back, especially, again, under Mike LaFleur. I'm hoping Mike LaFleur will sit him down and, and they can get it rolling because I want to see this guy utilized. Oh, and yeah. if Mike LaFleur, just like any other great offensive mind in this league, if he truly is a great offensive mind, Whatever you can do to utilize this guy, you'll do it. Whatever you can – listen, if it's oh, just yeah, one yeah. route, listen, you go out there, run straight. Because we've seen other coaches around this league be able to do that. We've seen Andy Reid do it. We've seen multiple coaches around this league that are great offensive minds, mm-hmm. Sean Payton, be able to say, okay, this is That's what right. this guy does well, 
and this is how I'm going to utilize him effectively within my system, even if it's only one or two things that he can do well. What are your thoughts on that? That's right. You're right. You're absolutely correct. Everything you said is uh, absolutely correct. Let's hope they, they go on and uh, figure it out with him. It's a shame because he's too talented not to be producing. I see him as an 800 to 1,000-yard wide receiver in this league, someone who could be very yeah. productive and, and have, a, have a good career in the pros. Uh, I think if he can wake up with all the other weapons we have, it's going to really be a, a big problem if Denzel Mims yeah. can snap out of it and produce. But i got to believe on the inside, they may have a knowledge that we don't. That's why he hasn't been cut. He hasn't been traded. He hasn't been released anything. So, so far they've held on to him. He must be doing some pretty good work on the inside, you know? Yeah, yeah, he must. He must. So my next question for yeah. you, and you, you talked a little bit about it, but when you look at the, the offensive system for the Niners, they utilize that tight end position crazy in the passing game. LaFleur is here. We finally got two good tight ends. Do you think that our tight end position here, Conklin, Uzama, do you see them being able to have that kind of effect within our offense as well this year with LaFleur? Do you think he'll be making sure that those guys are fed well? Yes, absolutely. This is something over the years I could never understand, even when Gates was our coach, why didn't we utilize the tight end? What people don't seem to understand is a tight end could be a bigger headed than a wide receiver. Why? If you get one that's athletic, like a Kellen Winslow, Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, Raw Gronkowski, where they have a little size to them, you just can't run into them and bump into them and knock them on the ground like you look, you know, like a little skinny wide receiver, like a Raw Moore, uh, uh, what you call yeah. Rob Anderson. You know, that's a big mm-hmm. problem. When they're big and athletic, they're tall, they're rangy, that's, that's a big matchup problem because linebackers can't quite run with them, and defensive backs struggle to get them to the ground. That causes a, a, a matchup nightmare. So looking at what we've done with the tight end position, I'm very happy with it. What we did in free agency yeah. was really nice. I think it's, it's, a, it's a huge upgrade. And getting uh, Jeremy Ruckert was icing on the cake. I had been doing my own, you know, graph uh, simulation. You know, you got various websites. We can do the simulations. And I was mm-hmm. always picking him in the second and third round. And they, they did it exactly what I was doing. And they were taking along with me going to take Jeremy Ruckert, which is excellent. He was on my board. Yeah. I say a lot was on my board. Obviously, Trey McBride, but I think once we signed those other two tight ends, I felt that Trey McBride was going to be taken off our board. I don't think we were really looking at him, you know, as much in terms of the overall yeah. plan. That's why they took Brees Hall in the second. They didn't take Trey McBride. They let the board slide to him in that third round, and then they went on and took Jeremy Rucker. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping That's man, right. that before – is going to call some plays to really get these guys the balls and the ball in their hands because let me tell you something, Uzama. I'm telling you, he can be a big target for Zach, a real easy relief valve as well. You get the ball to one of those big guys, and like you said, they're running through the secondary and they're just lighting these small guys up, trying to bring them down. They just run yeah. through those tackles. So I'm hoping that we can that that we can you know make sure that those guys are fed easily. Now, my next and final question for you, man, because you've been bringing the heat. Yes. We got Sauce Garner signed. We got Jermaine Johnson signed. Give me your thoughts about J.D. getting these guys signed so quickly and just avoiding the drama that we saw with Zach Wilson, man. You know, I'm trying to get him under – trying to get him, you know, to sign on the contract. What are your thoughts about J.D. making sure that these guys sign quickly to avoid that stuff? I'm very encouraged by Joe Douglas. What I've seen him do in the last couple of years, I've, we've literally seen him evolve. He's not set in his ways. He learns from his mistakes. 
This man has learned significantly. I've seen him the last two years take his game to a whole nother level. We we do he mm-hmm. can manage the salary cap. He knew how to negotiate trades like the Jamal Adams trade and Sam Donald trade. We saw that element and what he's done with the draft is scary. <laughs> it is scary. Really scary, this guy. What he's doing with the draft now, he just he he's got it down to a science. He understands how to take players where they're valued. He knows how to play the board exceptionally well. And now he's 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 really understand the importance of going on and getting those, like you said, get those contracts done early because you don't want these, these yeah. young rookies being late getting into camp. They need to get in there early, do their proper film study, study their playbook, meet their, uh, their, their teammates and get acclimated with their teammates and get on the same page. I think he's done everything just exceptionally well. He's our star. You know what I'm saying? It's like Joe Douglas right now yeah. is our star, is our general manager. You know, and I think that's very important to have a top – executive. When I was coming up in the 1980s, I don't know if you remember, names like Ron Wolf mm. for the Green Bay Packers, that was a big name. Yep. He was one of the top executives out there. And I remember hearing his name and wishing we had a general manager like Ron Wolf in the 80s. And now finally we got a guy that's more than competent. We got to have a man that's exceptional. He learns from his mistake. He grows and he evolves. He's changed a lot from that 2020 class. You know, he took uh, mm. uh, Michael P. Ryan, <laughs> Michael P. Ryan, and uh, James oh, Morgan, and all of them. He's learned. He's learned so much since then. You know, he's learned yeah. a lot, a lot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? This time around, he takes a running back. He takes a running back with exceptional ability. You know, not just any back. <laughs> no Michael P. Ryan, and he didn't take a quarterback <laughs> this time. So he he's learning. I'm encouraged by him. I'm very encouraged. I'm supremely confident. And what this man is doing, I believe in it wholeheartedly. Now, obviously, you know, as fans, we always have our draft board and we have our plan where we would have done it. But I am in absolutely agreement, and I'm in alignment with everything he's doing. I fully support Joe Douglas. I fully support this man. He's an excellent general manager. And it's only a matter of time before we see this thing translate on the field, before we see the turnaround on the field. We don't have long. I said between this year and 2023, it's going to explode. It's only a matter matter of when. If it's going to happen this year or next year, it's going to happen soon. You can bank on it. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, let's let's give this guy. Listen, you brought the fire tonight, my friend. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and let you go. We got other callers, but let me tell yeah. you something. Next time I show, yeah, of I want to hear from you, man, because you know what you're talking about. I love talking Jets with you, man. Oh, yeah, I really enjoy you too, Joe. I'm going to just fall back now and uh, let the rest of your calls get in here, and I'm going to really enjoy your, your caller line and, and appreciate you for everything you've done with your platform. You're a quantum leap from the beat writers who have uh, outlived their usefulness. <laughs> now it's time for independent creators like you who are out there doing great work and who will truly support this this franchise. And uh, you, I mean, you, you're our new beat writers, and uh, I believe what you're doing, and keep up the good work. Thank you so much. I absolutely appreciate you. You have yourself a good night, man. Okay, Joe. You take care now. All right. You have a good one. Listen, my guy from North Carolina, man. Listen, I want to thank him again for the kind words. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. And I'm, I'm a Jets fan, and I love this team. And I, all, I absolutely love connecting with other Jets fans. You know what I'm saying? Also fans of football. Let me you know, clean that up a little bit because there are people that call in that are not Jets fans. I love talking football with people, but let me tell you something. We bleed green over here. 
okay? <laughs> I tell people constantly, we clean, we bleed green over here, okay? Uh, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets first over here, okay? Let's not get confused, okay? You see these two guys that are next to me, all right? <laughs> you got Becton, you got my guy Zach Wilson. We green over here. That's all I'm saying. You know what it is. No. Salute to him again, though. Again, that guy from North Carolina is phenomenal. So we're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We take all callers. You know what I'm saying? Salutes again to everybody that's called in. Please give the stream a thumbs up if you hadn't. Also subscribe if you have not subscribed to the stream. And hit that notification bell so when I post content, y'all be in the know. If you want to give to the stream, the Cash App is there. If you don't want to give to the Cash App, the Super Chat is there as well. Anything that you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Next, I'm going to my guy, Steve. Steve, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, Steve. I know you're going to come with the fire already, man. Listen, give me your thoughts about this schedule that the New York Jets have, man. How are you feeling about it? What are your thoughts on it, man? Hey, Joe. Well, first off, no long time, no talk. Sorry I haven't been able to get onto your show lately. You know, been busy lately with the Rangers, with the NHL playoffs, you know, because, you know, right now we're in the playoffs. We just got – past the first round. We're playing in round two tomorrow, so sorry if I've been missing the show. I just hope everything is going well for you, man. Yeah, man, everything's going well. Listen, I, you know, I understand. You know, congrats, but you're on now, and we're talking Jets, man. We're all fired up, just coming off of a great call from my guy from North Carolina. Man, what are your thoughts about this schedule, bro? I mean, there's a lot of Jets fans that are doom and gloom. There's some Jets fans that are excited. I'm, I'm one that's excited. I'm ready for the test. How are you feeling about it? You know, you know, okay, this is my thing about the schedule coming out. I know a lot of people are saying that the Jets are going to have a very tough start to the beginning of the season. But here is the thing. When you look at your schedule, not only do you have to make sure that the Jets are healthy by the beginning of the season, but all the other teams we, we have to play at the beginning of the year. Hey, listen, earlier today apparently I found this out there's a most definite possibility that Deshaun Watson's going to get suspended the first few mm-hmm. games of the season. And the Jets play yeah, the Browns in week number two. And if Deshaun Watson does not play in that game, we're going to be playing against Jacoby Brissett. Now, the other thing of how I look at this game, the, the, the start of the schedule, I see how it's very interesting how the Jets are opening the season with four straight uh, the AFC North opponents. You know, we got the Ravens at home to start the season, and I think that's an interesting matchup. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to get too much into the Ravens. Ravens, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. do that more once the season gets closer. I mean, then you got yeah. Cleveland. Then you got the defending AFC champions, the Cincinnati Bengals, who we beat last year with the Mike White game. And then you got, and then you have a rebuilding Steelers team in week number four. A, a, a rebuilding team, because obviously this is the first year of their rebuild. But, I mean, listen, I'm not going to get too, too much into the schedule. I want to get into, like, at one week at a time. But other things, Joe, that I've been excited about is that two mm-hmm. of our first-round picks were already signed in Sauce Gardner yeah. and Jermaine Johnson. And let me tell you something right now. The Jets absolutely stole that draft in the first round. 
I thought it was one of the greatest first-round drafts that the Jets have had in a very long time. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely speaking the truth. We really lit it up, especially, again, with us being able to trade back up into the first round and grabbing a guy like Jermaine Johnson, who, honestly, a lot of people talked about going in the top ten. We got three guys that were supposed to, uh, you know, go in the top ten. And here we are. Now we're sitting pretty. We got Garrett Wilson as well to help us out at wide receiver. You got Sauce, you know, the corner that's going to come in. We're going to see what's going on with him, but he's a very good corner as well. And like I said, we added a pass rusher too. So that was a, it was a good move. Joe Douglas absolutely handled business. And like you said, being able to get Sauce and Jermaine Johnson signed and alleviating yourself of the drama, you know, that kind of came from the situation with Zach Wilson and moving on from that getting these guys in quickly, allowing them, you know, to, to sign on the dotted line, their official was said and done. You know, I, I think that was a smooth move by Joe Douglas. Now, as we continue to go on, though, when we look at this coaching staff with all the acquisitions that we made, right, you just talked about our draft. There were some moves made in free agency as well. How much pressure do you think there's on Robert Sulla this upcoming season? The, well, okay. The way of how I see this with Robert Sulla is, is that, you know, listen, obviously there's going to be some things because obviously everybody all just likes to pick on the Jets. Everybody all likes to pick on, pick on the Jets. Because, you know, because the thing is, is that everybody all just wants to see the Jets go, just the Jets be a bad team like how they always are because they always want them to be like like the biggest drama, the, the biggest dramatized. But the thing is, though, I think Salah's got a big plan for coaching. But the one coach I think on our Jets coaching staff, Joe, that that I think has to really, really step up this year is our defensive coordinator. Because, listen, I thought Jeff Ulbricht sucked last year. I understand that the defense okay. had injuries, but there were at times where I did not like his defensive play calling in the game. Now, obviously, listen, we got a lot of defensive help in the offseason. You know, we got Sauce Gardner. We got Jermaine Johnson in the draft. We also got Solomon Thomas in, in the offseason from the Raiders. And then especially getting that scary guy from Texas A&M, who was our last pick, yeah. uh, Michael Clemens, I think is his name. That, yeah, I Michael Clemens, Texas A&M. Thing, I even said to myself, Joe, how is this guy not a top pick? But then I realized there was a reason why why he did drop down the draft. The biggest fear I have with him, Joe, is he has off-the-field issues. I don't know if you've read about his off-the-field issues, but he's got off-the-field oh, yeah. issues. And I'm and I'm oh, yeah. something, Joe, that I hope that Robert Sala can clear with it. Because Robert Sala has said in the past, when he first got interviewed with the Jets back in 2021, he said that, listen, if you guys always have a problem, like if you have a personal problem, come to me. I always will help you with your personal problem. Yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, Michael Clemens, we, we talked about it live on the show. As everybody knows, that, you know, I did a live draft show. <laughs> and, you know, we talked about these six, you know, right after the draft as well. And we talked about Michael Clemens, and there was concerns, the arrest, the all, you know, the other stuff that was going on. But let me tell you something. When Joe Douglas was questioned about it, he sat back and he said, listen, we vetted this guy. We went to Texas A&M. You know, they talked to all his coaches. They talked to everybody and got a full understanding of what's going on. And even when Clemens was talked to about it, uh, you know, 
he said, hey, look, th- that's not who I am. Those were situations. Those were incidents. But I've moved past them, and I've moved on. And so we'll see what we get out of him. But, it, you know, even – even, you know, with him, you know, and, and the whole off-the-field stuff being kind of questionable, there's been moves along the defensive line where that has definitely beefed us up, right? Jermaine Johnson getting him in the first. We're seeing Quentin Williams come back. We, we're waiting for, you know, other guys to come back as well that's really going to help Sheldon Rankins, all these guys that we have going forward. But there's also a guy that's still out there that I'm looking at, Steve, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Larry Ogunjobi. what are your thoughts about him, and what are your thoughts about the Jets not being able to ink a deal with him just yet? Is he a guy that you want to see with the Jets jersey on next season? You, you know, listen. I think right now that the Jets are probably taking their time and they're and they're really and they're really really looking looking through the roster and seeing like, okay, do I want to have this player on my team? Do I want this? I would like to see him on the team, but the only question is is that what kind of a contract is he going to be looking for? Like, is he going to be looking for a one year deal, a multi year deal? I mean, I do think Joe Douglas will get it done, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm hoping he does as well. And, again, Ogunjobi's coming off that. He had a foot injury, had a surgery, and uh, that fell physical versus the Bears. There's got to be something going on because he's still kind of floating out around there. And like you said, you know, it probably depends on the contract, but I'm telling you, if the Jets can get him in the building, signing ink, this is a guy that brings a bit to the table for us, and it helps beef up our defensive line even more. He's also a guy that can put some pressure on the passer, had seven sacks in his last season against the Bengals. He really helped that defensive line and that defense as well. So we'll see what happens going forward with him. Now, give me your thoughts about this, Steve. This is going to be my final question for you, man. You look at LaFleur right now. You look at Zach Wilson, right? We're hoping to see Zach Wilson take that step forward. Do you think that LaFleur's going to be able to get that same jump in production out of Zach Wilson that we saw the Bills coaching staff get out of Josh Allen. Is that something that you think LaFleur will be able to do? Well, the major thing that needs to happen is in this, in this season this year is, is that Mike LaFleur needs to keep his butt in the booth, okay? Because when he went yeah. to the booth last year, the offense completely changed. That's the biggest mm-hmm. thing. And I mean, I mean, and this is big for Zach Wilson to take a second year leap, leap. Because listen, we we saw what Josh Allen did with the Bills. And listen, I remember when when Josh Allen first came into the league, I, I called him a trash quarterback too, just like you did, Joe. But obviously, I you did. know what the Bills did? they built him the right way, and they yep. put him in the right offensive system. Now, obviously, Josh Allen has a new has a new uh, coaching offensive system this year because now Brian DeVault's gone to the Giants now. But let me tell you, Mike LaFleur has to make a big leap this year for, for, for that spot because if Mike LaFleur can do that, then we can definitely see the Jets moving in the, in the direction we need to see him do. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping. And, again, especially – if he can, you know, step up the play calling on our running game as well, especially with the added pieces, it's going to be huge for us. So I'm hoping our offense continues to take a step forward coaching-wise as well because we talk about the players, but not a lot of people talking about those X's and O's and how much better coaches can absolutely help, you know, the scheme. We saw or the, the team, excuse me. We saw – we see what Bilicek has done, you know, there with the, with the New England Patriots, but we also see what this Bills coaching staff – has been able to do as well. So, listen, Steve, I'm going to go ahead and let you go, man. It's been phenomenal to speak with you. Let's go ahead and get it. Thank you so much.
So thank you so much for having me on tonight. Absolutely, man. Thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good one, Steve. Hey, man, have a good night. All right. Listen, Steve calling in. He's giving us what he's got, man. Great takes. Great takes from him. We're going to continue with these lines. Again, 515 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers, all right? Salutes to everybody. Please give the stream a thumbs up if you haven't already. Also, subscribe to the stream, too, and hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Next, I'm going to my guy, all right? It's Monty, everybody. Listen, listen, listen. For those of you that do not know, <laughs> my that? alarm has been. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you too late, big dog. You too late, big dog. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you're not sliding you past late. my security, Your security ever again. Slacking, man. They can't <laughs> slack. Listen, man, I pay those guys top dollar, all right? I pay them enough. That's the <laughs> point. And uh, you don't get past me. You know what I'm saying? I see you. So what's going on, Monty? Good to have you calling into the show, <laughs> man. What's Great going on, man? What's going on? How you been? Listen, How you been? I've been all right. I've been all right. It's good to talk to you. Look, we're talking Jets, man. Oh, well. We're having a lot of discussion here. Yes, sir. A lot of stuff going on. Listen, I'm looking at Seller right now, right? We're talking coaching tonight, the effect of coaching mm-hmm. on a football team. And I'm looking at all the acquisitions that we've made, all the hoopla that's going on surrounding the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. How much pressure do you think is on Robert Sella this year to really take a step forward with this New York Jets roster? How much pressure is on him to make the Jets a winner, man? Oh, it's a ton of pressure. Um, you got to look at everything that Joe Douglas has done in the draft offseason. Uh, we've revamped the, the offense. Uh, we've added a lot of pieces on defense. And I'm really, you know, this is going to be it for, for Salah, for, you know, uh, Mike LaFleur. Like, this is a very, very big year for him. Uh, there's no excuses yep. um, at all. Uh, Zach Wilson is in the second year. We want to see him take a, a, another leap. Um, he has the adequate weapons around to, to be able to take that next leap. Um, you have enough running backs to kind of take the pressure off of him. I'm offensively I'm looking for a little bit of creativity. Um we uh, it's, we just have too many pieces not to be creative and you know if we want to you know we're very we can be very diverse. We have a good uh talk that talk line, we can run the ball like it's so many things that we can do. And I feel like there's just there's just a ton of pressure. I feel like Joe Douglas has done everything and he's basically saying here everything is set up for you. Now it's time to eat, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a ton of yeah. pressure on those guys, man. And I'm and and hopefully they can get together. Hopefully, you know, they're exes and those guys, and they can scheme these guys wide open. Because, I mean, I'm looking at the roster, man. It's it's too much talent. <laughs> you know, at the receivers position, you got talent at the tight end position. You even got depth at the tight end position, which we haven't had in the last couple of years. And it depth at the running back position, you, 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 it's up to the coaches, man. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I'm not, I'm not really, know, I'm, I'm not really worried about the about the players at this point. Yeah, and I, and I'm glad, you know, because I've been I've been talking and look, I'm not I'm not bashing anybody, nothing. I'm just saying I'm looking at uh-huh. the situation. You just talked about it. We added a, a lot of players this offseason. <clears throat> There's Jets fans beating their chest left and right. We're all hyped, especially after the draft. Mm-hmm. This coaching yep. staff yep. does have pressure on them, especially, again, when you look yep. at last year. I just talked about LaFleur. LaFleur, before he got to the booth, 
before LaFleur went to the booth, before Zach Wilson went down with that injury and LaFleur went to the booth, mm-hmm. I was doing shows, dog. <laughs> I was watching the game mm-hmm. with y'all. And let me tell you, if yeah. you go back and listen to the audio, there were multiple fans calling in saying, fire LaFleur today. Not tomorrow, Joe. And I said, whoa, wait a minute. But they said, no. They they took over the show. I couldn't even talk. They muted my mic. <laughs> they right. muted me. Right. I'm like, I'm trying to figure right. out what's going on. Right. It was just fi- everybody was saying fire, 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 right? But then right. Mike White comes in. We see the offense kind of turn around. He sticks to the booth. And, you know, things got rolling. Now, coming into a second year with Zach Wilson, who – everybody's like, this is the guy we're supposed to, you know, be with. This offense has got to turn and burn. Not just, you know, with Zach Wilson mm-hmm. kind of stepping forward, and I'll, I'll talk to you about that in a second, but what about the, the running game here? The running game also has to take a step forward, too, because we're in a run-first offense, and that leads me to my question for you there, Monty. Do you think mm-hmm. LaFleur will call a better running game this upcoming season, and do you think we'll see our running game progress and be better because last year I think we were ranked 27th in rushing in the league that's that's unacceptable that's unacceptable for what we have here give me your thoughts uh, on it. if you're if, if you're asking me to be honest Joe I, I I just really don't know that's the only unknown on this team is the coaching staff mm-hmm. I don't know what Mike LaFleur is going to do he's a you know he's okay. a, you know a second a second year coordinator as well so there's a lot of unknowns with him so I don't know what we're going to get I'm just hoping and praying that this guy has a clue <laughs> and knows how to utilize the talent that we have because um, the talent is of abundance right now and everything is placed in place to where there's no excuses for, for Mike LaFleur to be able to take that next leap and get this offense, you know, at least a top 15 offense. You know, if mm. I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not looking, I'm not looking to be top five at, at at this moment. But you have to be um, at least a top fifteen offense because uh, it, it's just no excuses. They, you got receivers, you got running backs, you got a, a, a decent offensive line, you have tight ends, you have a a, a gunslinging quarterback. It's the 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 time is now. No excuses, man. If you can't get it done this year, if you can't at least move into that top 15, you don't deserve to be here. So there's a lot, you know, uh, Mike LaFleur is definitely on the hot seat this year. I mean, and, and to be honest, you know, I, I got I to say Salah's on the hot seat as well because I don't care if, if you're a defensive coach, you know, you can't, I don't care what's around you, you can't finish last, buddy. <laughs> That's what we bring. Now, you know, you don't have, have to have all the talent in the world, but I – you know, if you're if you're a, a, a guru, you know, if you're a, a wizard, I can't expect I, I can't look at you and say, hey, uh, it's okay with you being at the bottom half of the league. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've seen I've seen great coaches look, do deal with less. So, yeah, yeah. Look, I don't look, know, I, man. I, I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm concerned, I, I'm not but here. I'm optimistic. Yeah, I'm not I'm not here saying they're on a hot seat. That's not what I'm saying. I understand your take on. I'm not here to to say they're on a hot seat, but. I am saying that you definitely want to see an increase in production. You want to see oh. more of a step in the right direction. Absolutely. Progress. You know what I'm saying? Progress. Yeah, and that's fair. And that's totally fair because, you know, you want to see the Jets take that next leap. Joe, you know, hey, you know how I feel about Joe Douglas. You know, you know yeah. I felt like he always sat on his hands. He didn't do a good job of you surrounding did. the team with enough talent. But he finally cashed in all his chips and went all in. So I say Joe Joe Douglas did his job. 
Now it's up to that coaching staff to really develop these players, which the Jets haven't really done in a very, very long time. Talent development. It's up to them. And it's up to them to have a, you know, a good scheme, you know? Because it, it doesn't make any yeah. sense to keep the same guys around if, you know, your scheme your scheme is trash, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you can't so get the most out about... of your players, man. Yeah, when, when you're talking about getting the most out of players and, and getting you guys in and, and getting, you know, more production, Larry Ogunjobi and Kwan Alexander have been two guys that have mm. come in to the building, not been able to sign these guys, right? Kwan, I yeah. think, came in twice. Larry Ogun, Ogunjobi's come into, the situ- coming into the building. He got away, you know. And, again, mm. maybe they get signed as I'm talking, okay, because we're live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For those of you that don't Hopefully. know, we're live and we roll, looking, looking at the ticket so, now, see it. <laughs> Okay, so so what are your thoughts about these two guys, and are those two guys that you want to see become New York Jets? Um, Larry Ogunjobi, yes, because I've been following uh, Ogunjobi for a long time now. Um, you know, Joe, I, I live in Cleveland, so I watch a lot of Browns games. Mm-hmm. Larry Ogunjobi mm-hmm. is like one of the most underrated defensive tackles probably in the league. The dude flashes, flashes every single game that you see. So, you know, he had a, a big effect on the Browns' defense when he was there. And, you know, uh, last year he played his tail off uh, with the Bengals, and that was a big loss when he got hurt, hurt in the playoffs. But um, I want the, I definitely want the Jets to sign, it, sign him because he can uh, – he's an impact player. He's not a guy – I don't think he's a below-average player. He's definitely an average to above-average player. He's a solid player, and he can definitely raise the talent level on the team – uh, competition and that rotation on the def- defensive line, you can never have too many dogs in the trenches, and he's definitely a dog. Now, the only thing that concerns me is the injury, um, if he can, you know, kind of bounce back from that. But from what I've seen from his play, he's a hell of a player. And I would love Oof. for, you know, Joe Douglas to bring him in, man. He's a he's a difference maker, and he's a, he's a yeah. good rotational player as well. Like he's yep. just he's just perfect. He's he's a he's a perfect guy for your team because you don't really have to expect too much from him. He's gonna make plays. You can rotate him in and out. You don't have to worry about him slacking. He's just a good. He's just always been a really good player from what I've seen from him. So, you know, hopefully we can get him in. Quan Alexander, uh, I, I would kind of I would pass. Um, I haven't really seen anything from him the last couple years. Uh, like uh, when he was with Tampa, he was really good, but. Um, I just can't. Um, I don't. I don't think we. I think we should stay away from. Him. Mm, okay, okay. And you know, I, look, I, I'll tell you what. I wouldn't mind us bringing in both those guys. I understand what you say about Kwan Alexander. I've heard some Jets fans kind of say, ah, uh, I wouldn't wouldn't mind if we didn't sign him. But I'll tell you what. This it is a guy that understands the scheme, and we need. Yeah, it does depend on the price, but we need line. We need help at the linebacker position. Like, oh, my goodness. And I think that that's something that a lot of people are not talking about. We're hyped about the secondary, getting the improvements, you know, soft garner being brought into the building. We've signed some safeties. You know, we're, we're hyped about that. Our defensive line, especially with Jermaine Johnson added, has been hyped. But this linebacking core, you got C.J. Mosley, you got Quincy Williams. After that, there's a lot of question marks, especially, you know, Nesley, yeah. Sherwood. It's like, bro, and mm-hmm. even with C.J. Sherwood is really a safety, too, so. Yeah. yeah, I mean both of those guys. Yeah, two safeties that have been converted to linebackers. Yeah, like you know, I don't know. I don't know what they're really. Yeah, I don't know what they're really doing. Like, can Sella coach those guys up? 
He actually he has no choice but to he, – he has to coach him up because uh, it's a position yeah. that we're thin in. Uh, C.J. Mosley has, has shown, like, he, you know, he was, you know, healthy last year, but, you know, it's still a lot of injury concerns with him. So it's like C.J. Yeah. Mosley's not a guy that you can automatically count on. Um, Williams is, you know, I don't, I don't know what we're gonna get from him as far as durability, but uh, I don't, I don't think you can go in the season just depending on those guys. I think you have to find some type of way to upgrade the position and uh, up, upgrade it fast because depth is definitely gonna matter. And uh, you know, we're playing the AFC North the first four games of the season, and that's smash oh, football. <laughs> and you got to oh, bring boy. your chin strap if you're uh, if you're if you're playing those teams. So it's going to be very very yep. physical in the beginning of the, beginning of the year. So we have to make sure mm-hmm. that you know we have enough depth to be able to withstand that pounding from week to week. Yep. Yeah, and and that leads me to my final question for you, Monty. You talked a little bit about the schedule. What are your thoughts about it overall, man? How are you feeling about it? What do you say to those Jets fans that are doom and gloom that are thinking the Jets? I've heard people say that the Jets are going to win like two games next season. How are you feeling about that, man? Uh, so you know, I'm the guy that that picked the Jets to win two games last year, um, and I think I feel like the talent, <laughs> the talent on the team has been significantly upgraded. So I yeah. wouldn't say two. I wouldn't say we win two games. I would definitely say, uh, man, I got us winning a lot of games this year, but you know the first four games is going to be very, very tough because those AFC North teams, they have a lot of, you know, the coaching staffs have been in place for years and they've, yeah. they've had a lot of success in those divisions and they know what they're doing. The Jets really, we, you know, we've had our coaching staffs for a year now, but we still don't have our, our identity yet. And trying to figure out our identity and what we want to do in those first four weeks going to be a tough task going against you know the AFC North those guys know how to win games so it's yeah. not looking it's not looking very bright in the beginning of the year but you know if you know the coaching staff can get everybody up to speed get everybody up on the same page get everybody just playing fast you know and everybody knowing their role and you know and and the players too just being locked in I feel like you know we can you know we can do some things, but it's just gonna be tough. I mean, the best I can see is you know two and two um, in those mm. first four games. You know, just two and two. The AFC, you know, the AFC North is tough, man. Those, those yeah. dudes. What about what about what about what are your thoughts about all the quarter? Like we play really good quarterbacks, especially again starting the season. Uh, you start off with Lamar Jackson. Uh, we'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, whether he's suspended or not. There's a lot of rumors mm-hmm. circulating about that. I even talked about that, you know, when we first figured out that he was even going to Cleveland. Just what are your thoughts yeah. about all the quarter, the good quarterbacks that we play, you know, as we continue on throughout our schedule? How are you feeling about that? Uh, you know, I'm going to be honest, man. The quarterback play around the league is just has been upgraded, man. Like everybody, you know, it's it's not too many bad quarterbacks, man. It's probably only what, you know, like what a handful of quarterbacks that are just 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 trash, but mm-hmm. I think the Jets would be okay. Um, we've upgraded our cornerback position. Uh, we have a lot of depth at the cornerback position. Our de- defensive line is 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 really good. Um, you got Carl Lawson coming back off the of injury. Um, you got you know Quentin Williams, Sheldon Rankins. Those those dudes are beasts. We might possibly get Larry Okunjobi. Um, 
I think we'll be I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. Um def, I, I, you know, defensively. I think we'll 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 be okay going against those quarterbacks. You know, we just got to be able to yeah. keep up the pace offensively and you know, just bend but don't break on on defense. And that's what Salah likes yeah. to do. Uh but we got to, you know, defensively, man, we got to find ways to pick off those quarterbacks too. You know, we we didn't have a lot of turnovers last year. We got to find a way mm-hmm. to start making plays and not just playing, you know, this conservative style defense. We got to go out there and attack. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we force we, we, we force got the quarterback to make. We got pass Yeah, we, we, do. we got Jermaine we do. Johnson and we got yeah. you know, we got that we got that boy uh, Carl Lawson coming back. We'll see what we get with him. So, yeah, yeah, yeah we, we definitely yeah, got to attack. We need those dogs so. to make plays, man. We need them to make plays yeah. and we need, you know, we got Sauce Gardner being a playmaker on the uh, you know, at the cornerback position, man. We need somebody that, we need to get somebody in here to who's going to get some interceptions in. I think I I really feel like Sauce is going to be like like a Richard Sherman type of type of player. We just got to get our pass rush straight and, you know, make these guys play quicker, and then we'll be okay. Yeah. I mean, it's that, I'll tell you what, that cornerback position is interesting. I know a lot of people are, you know, pinning Sauce in, but I'm going to tell you like this. Bryce Hall is not just going <laughs> to give up that spot. Bro. He's not. Like, he's not just going to give up that spot. And I could see a situation where Bryce is going to uh, make it very no tough. He ain't got no choice. Oh, okay. He ain't got no, no, no choice. No, no, no. Like Monty, like, come, I, listen, hey, I know hey, Sauce is your on, boy, hold on, hold on. but come on now, Monty. Come on Hold now. on, hold Monty. on, hold on. Wait a minute, wait a minute. They preach competition at every so position. Look. You know that. Come on. So you're Go talking ahead. about, hold on, you're talking about, a part. like, I, I played the cornerback position, you know, and if I don't know anything in this league, I know I know good cornerback play. That's all I, I, I really watch and, and pay attention to in college. You know, coming to mm-hmm. the draft, those are my – that's my favorite position to just go around. I love cornerbacks. So that's why I'm mm-hmm. really big on Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner is special. Like, he's a special mm-hmm. type of player. He's not He's not unsure of himself. He has good hips. He's long. He's rangy. He has very, very good ball skills. And that's the, that's the difference between him and Bryce Hall is that Bryce Hall – the ball off and when you have playmakers at the cornerback position uh yeah you're 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 gonna be playing <laughs> listen la- you're gonna okay, be playing. I'll tell you, listen and there's a lot of people that are using that that mindset well he just knocks balls down next last time right i know you know corners and uh, listen mm-hmm. last time i checked deflections are what you're supposed to do as a corner too as long as you stop this guy from catching the football and don't get a flag you've done a good job Oh, oh, <laughs> I agree. Job, right? I agree. Listen, <laughs> listen. I Everybody's like, listen, I don't want to hear anything. I, I don't want to hear anything from my cornerbacks, like, on the field. I don't want to even – nobody even mention their name. You know why? Because if a cornerback's not being mentioned, that means he's doing his job. But – Exactly. What the Jets need, they need a playmaker in that secondary. We've gone in that last – two or three years, four or five years, really, of not really getting any type of turnovers, man. It's, it's time. We, we, we got we, we to get our, our pass rush right, and we got to find some, some playmakers in that secondary who's going to get interceptions, man, and help out our offense yeah. and give us more possessions. Enough, enough is enough, man. You know, I'm t- I, I like the, the, the pass deflections and people doing their jobs, but, hey, we need, it's, it's, it's time for some dogs. 
It's time for some playmakers. It's time for somebody who is going to really step up and be leaders and difference makers, difference makers on this Jets defense, man. It's time. And you know who, yeah, that, I, who that player is? It's not Bryce Hall. It is wow. Sauce Gardner. Okay. You heard you heard Sauce okay. Sala. Sauce. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, look, I, and, and I want to listen. I'm a Jets fan through and through. I wanted to be. I'm just telling people that don't forget about Bryce Hall. Stop saying that this guy all of a sudden is going to sit on that bench because let me tell you, Bryce was very good for us last year. Okay, go back and watch yeah, the Bengals game. For sure. This guy covered Jamar Chase and did a very good job. He did a very good job against a lot of very good wide receivers. So we'll continue he's to get no into that. No, all I'm saying. All I'm saying. People are no, acting like no, 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 no. I know you see no, it. No, I know no, you no, see no, it on no, social media. All of a sudden, you just, bro. Yeah, there's I people do. literally saying we should trade him. I do. There's people saying we should come on, Monty. You know, I love my brothers and sisters, but come on now. <laughs> oh yeah, honest yeah, with yeah. No, like, no, no, no. The dude can I play. He can too, play now. But Joe, I'll what I told you in the, in the beginning, I'm sorry. What, what, what I'm saying is, is what I've been telling you all along. With you know, I know me and you are going back and forth a lot, and I've yeah. talked. You know, I, I I hear you talk about you know some of the guys we had last year, and you know this guy's good, that guy's good, and I t- tried to tell you like, look, these guys shouldn't be playing. They are they're rotational players. A dude like Bryce Hall can play, but now, you know, when you upgrade the talent, they fall in line. They play their regular position. Bryce Hall is a guy who can come in. He can start. You know, he can, you know, if you need him to be in that second cornerback position or third cornerback position, he, he's, he's perfect in that role. But you can't – he's not a guy in which you can count on from week to week to be able to hold down the fort because you're going to be thoroughly disappointed. Now – like Sauce is putting him in that correct position where you you don't you're not counting on him. Sauce is taking all the you know the extra you know added attention, all the media attention, and they're expecting things from him. Bryce Hall can now can just come out there and play ball, play ball. We don't we don't have to count on you to to check Jamar Chase and all these top guys. Just make sure you do your job. Uh, when the ball gets thrown your way. You know, you don't have to intercept it. You can pass, you can you can you can have pass breakups now. You know, it's, it's and it's but fine. But he did a phenomenal job, though. Here's the deal: everything you're talking about, though, Monty, he did a phenomenal <laughs> job last year for us, week in and week out. Right? The yeah. other side, yeah, right? Did. Everybody was talking about the other Eccles was Eccles and whoever was on the other side was the ones get. Uh, uh, I just forgot his name, but Eccles, Gundry, Eccles and Gundry yeah. was on the other side getting roasted. Like, get yeah. roasted at times, especially Gidry. was getting roasted. Yeah. But now, yeah. right, I, I, listen, like I said, I love Sauce. I'm excited about him being here. I'm glad he's a Jet. But to just try to throw yep. Bryce on that bench, he not going there willingly, dog. He ain't going there willingly. Right. And I'm telling you right now. Hey, man, he's getting he's his butt on that bench And, and I'm, I'm ready to he's see. Okay. He, well, he, I, I think he's, well, I think he's better than, I think he's better than DJ Reed, to be honest. Okay. I think he's better All than right. DJ Reed. You know, all right, all right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't well, be surprised listen, if he took uh, DJ Reed's spot. Okay, maybe, maybe we'll see. But listen, we're going to continue that talk. I didn't want to go too far into it because we got more shows coming. We'll be discussing this Jets roster. But listen, Monty, it has been phenomenal to speak with you, man. It's always good. Let's give Monty oh, something. Hey, you know. Listen, you know, Monty, I had to check in on my guy, to... man. I'm I'm a little under the weather right now, man, but I had to check in okay. with you to see how everything going with you. 
Thank you. Thank you for checking in with me. I hope everything's good with you. You know what I'm saying? Get 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 healthy. Get everything going with you, man. And thank you for calling yes, in tonight, my friend. You have a good one. All right. Take it easy. All right. Peace. Listen, Monty, Monty calls in. We go back and forth. You know what I'm saying? But I'm telling you, a lot of people just absolutely throwing Bryce Hall away. And I'm just saying, oh, whoa, 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 guys. <laughs> he was really good for us last year. I know Sauce is here. I'm just saying, bro, like – he was really good for us last year. Let's not just put this guy on the bench. You know what I'm saying? So, salutes to everybody that watched, man. This is a phenomenal show. I'm going to start to close out. Salutes to everybody in the chat, NY Jets FL. Everybody just going back and forth. NY Jets FL says, Quinnen may have double-digit sacks. That could be true, especially with the added uh, pass rush that we have here. He's got a man up. That's another guy that, that has a big year upcoming, too, Quinnen Williams. He's definitely looking to see him take a step forward. Salutes to Seeing Ghost. Seeing Ghost says, we went from being terribly shallow at corner to being deep and talented. Enjoy this, Jets fans. Seeing Ghost is speaking the truth. That's one of the reasons why I'm kind of confused now why, why Jets fans are talking about getting rid of Bryce Hall. I don't understand it. But we'll continue to talk about that at upcoming shows. I'm going to close out because we're getting short on time. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well, all right? Go on Twitter, search YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ000. All right, go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times. Elijah Vera Tucker's phenomenal guard. One of the best in the league. Young. Fight on. All right? So go ahead and do that. You can also go to Twitter as well, The Long Beach Joe. That's the show's page. Please follow the show's page as well. Let's go back and forth. Talk football with me. Talk Jets. All right? You can also see the show live as well on YouTube. Go to YouTube. Search Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. All right? Go ahead and search that. Hit the subscription button. Um, hit the subscribe button. Subscribe. All right? And hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. You want to troll me on that? Go ahead and hit those comments, and I'll troll you right back. And as always, people, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone, okay? The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. I want to thank everyone for calling in. Without you folks, I am absolutely nothing. Thank you for calling in, listening to the show, and taking the time out of your day to go back and forth with me, right? Listen, you folks have a good one. Peace. love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.